In this week's Pasha, Kedoshim, we have one of the most famous Pesukim in the Torah. The Pasuk we all know, V'ohavta Nerecha Kamoicha. There's a mitzvah to love your Reicha, your fellow Jew, Kamoicha like yourself. The first question you have to ask, like the Ramban really asks on the Pasuk, is how is such a thing possible? A person naturally feels connected to himself, close to himself more than to somebody else. Even halachically, a person is not allowed to judge himself, give evidence where there's a self-interest involved, and he is allowed to judge or give evidence for other people. Why? Because the halacha says, Adam A person is close to himself, closer than to anybody else in the world. And therefore we understand the value of loving a fellow Jew. But how can the Torah expect us to love somebody else kamaycha? Similar to yourself. We know it's brought in the Midrash, it's brought in the Torah's Kanim. Rashi brings it on the Pasuk. Rabbi Akiva's comment on this Pasuk of Ahaftud Lerecha Kamaycha. And on that Rabbi Akiva says, Zeklal Gadol Batayra. And the question is, what's Rabbi Akiva coming to add? Is he coming to rank mitzvahs? This is like a priority one mitzvah. Or grade the mitzvahs. This is a more important mitzvah than other mitzvahs. What's the value? What's the point of telling us that this, that this is the cloud god of the Torah? What are we trying to say with that? What's more interesting is we know that, that this seems to contradict Rabbi Akiva's own opinion. There's a Gemara in Bav Metzir. And the Gemara in Bav Metzir raises the potential question of two travelers in the desert. In the desert where there's no water. And one of the two has a flask of water. Being in the desert without water is a situation of Pekoach Nefesh. And the traveler who has the water only has enough for one of them. And therefore the question is, what should he do? Should he share the water he has with his companion? And then they both run the risk of dying from dehydration further down the line. Or should he keep the water from himself, which will give him a chance of survival, but will seal the fate of his companion? And the Gemara brings the opinion of Barpatayru who says, Yishtu Let them both drink, even if at the end of the day it's going to cause them both to die. And Rabbi Akiva argues. And Rabbi Akiva learns from the Pasuk, Your brother should live with you. That the Chiyov to somebody else doesn't precede your Chiyov to yourself. And therefore, if there's a chance that he won't survive, if he's going to share with his friend, he should keep all the water for himself. How can this, so to speak, make sense? As opinion of Rabbi Akiva, the same Rabbi Akiva who holds that to love somebody as yourself is the Klal Godel Batayra. Rabbi Akiva says, you come first. 
Why isn't that a stir to Vahavt Lerecha Kamecha? So I'd like to share with you a major principle. Not just a principle in understanding the Psukim, but a principle in understanding how people work. And that is the aside, as we said before, that a person feels closer to themselves than to anybody else is a fact. It's established in halacha and the rules of evidence, the rules of being a judge, like we said before. And that's the Matthias, Adam Karavetz Latzmai. For a person to imagine that he can feel the same way to a stranger as he can to himself is not practical. So how then is it possible to mekayim the mitzvah of the Yohav to the Reicha And the answer to that question is how does a person define himself? Let me give you a marshal first to explain what I'm trying to say. Imagine you had a business and to run the business you had a partner. It's a kind of business where you and your partner have separate jobs. You might be in charge of production, he's in charge of marketing, or you're in charge of sales and he's in charge of finance. Whatever the case is going to be. But the business requires both of you. And neither one of you is capable of doing your partner's job. It's a two-man show which needs both to be involved. In a case like that, is it important for a person that his business should be successful? Of course. It's his business. If that's the case, is it important for him that his friend should be there to work? That his friend should be able to do his job well? That his friend should be successful? Of course. Because his success is my business. He's a partner. And in order for me to be successful, I need him. And if that's the case, I don't look at him as some, like somebody else. That it's important for me that somebody else should be successful. I look that it's important that he should be successful because that's me. Because that's what I need for my success. For my business to be profitable and run well, I need him. And therefore, what fuels my interest in his being successful... And his being able to do his job well is me. The feeling of, this is what I need. This is my success. This is my business. I gave the marshal of a business. But it applies to other areas of life as well. In a marriage. If the marriage is understood to be something which needs both parties to be involved as a is indispensable. Then the welfare of my spouse isn't some am I care for somebody else. It's ready for myself. This is what I need for my marriage, for my family. And therefore, if we understand it in it's in more abstract terms, a person starts off seeing himself as a as an individual. 
He's on, he's on his own. But a person can expand his sense of self. Other people who are integral to my life, who I need for what I need to do, become a part of me. And then my sense of myself expands not just to myself, to my wife, to my family, to any other way that I see that that's part of how I view myself. That's a tremendous insight. And the more important point, then the feeling isn't a feeling of I'm loving somebody else, the stranger. The feelings for the other person and my concern for their welfare is coming from this is what I need. My feeling for myself. If you have a chavrusa and you don't learn well without him, he's a part of my ability to learn, to understand, then it's important for me that he should be there, that he should learn well, that he should be able to be involved without distraction in the sugi because that improves my learning. And yes, it's not being selfish. It's the Matthias. The Matthias is that a person's feeling for himself precedes everything else. But if I can incorporate others into my sense of self, then Mimele, I will feel for them and I'll be interested in them as well. Imagine you're part of a community. Truth is, you don't have to imagine. You are. Is it important that you should come for davening? Yes. Is it important that there are nine other people for davening at least as well? Of course. Why does it help me if I show up and no one else does? And if that's the case, I'm interested that my fellow mispalalim should be here because it's my minion. And if that becomes an extended sense of my identity, then the welfare of everybody here, their atzlacha, is be'etzem because it's part of mine. Imagine a team, just to give another marshal. Imagine a team. If in order to win the game, to get the trophy, needs teamwork, needs everybody to do their best for us to bring success, then the fact that my teammates are successful is integral to my success. This is my team. So yes, the feeling is coming from me. My team, my Hetzlacha, my prize. And since these people are incorporated into the me, because they're my teammates, and my Hetzlacha is dependent on their being successful, so then my interest in them doing their job well is as much as my doing my job well. It all adds together. That's how it's possible to feel And this answers the question. The Gemara in Baba Metzir is no stir. When the two travelers in the desert only have one flask of water and if one of them drinks the other is going to die. Says Rabbi Akiva in a case like that, the halach is chayecha koidmim. You come first. When the situation puts it as him against you, who takes precedence, me or him? The halach is I take precedence. Chayecha koidmim. But the mitzvah of a haftlerecha is not to see a case where it's me against him. It's to see the case where 
Kamaycha. He's like you. He's on my side. And therefore, my Hatzlacha, what I need, is totally on him. And therefore, I need for him as well. Let's look at this a little bit further. We know the time of year we are in is the time we mourn the loss of Rabbi Akiva's Talmudim. 24,000 Talmudim. Rabbi, I think for a moment, what does that mean? You have a base Medrash, maybe the biggest base Medrash the world has ever had. 24,000 people. And one morning, the whole left column of the best marriage is empty. Last night, 800 people died. 800 people. And the next night, another 800 people die. And the next night, another 800 people. Can you imagine? It wasn't random. A few people it was every day 800 people for 32 days. That's a tremendous amount of people on a daily basis. Even now, when we look at the worst of the corona, so to speak, which Jerry's Israel had, it never came close even to 100 people a day. Can you imagine 800 people a day from one base medrash? And what caused it? Yes, everyone knows the Gemara and Yavamas. But I want to show you another reference. The Midrash and Gehelis. And the difference is the Gemara and Yavamas is talking in the third person. The Midrash and Gehelis is talking in the, fo- in the first person. Rabbi Akiva is the one talking. And what does Rabbi Akiva say? The Midrash there records Rabbi Akiva after all the Talmudim died. And he went to the Durham and he found five more students. And he spoke to them. And he says to them, listen to the words of the Midrash. He says, Bonai, Esrim ba'arba Talmidim hoyuli. I had 24,000 Talmidim. V'chula meisel v'perak echel. They all died in the same time of the year. Why? What does Rabbi Akiva explain the reason why he saw his Talmidim dying? He says, Tzara signs, stinginess. They were stingy, they were jealous about each other's Torah. Not just the women they covered. They were jealous of each other's Torah. Rabbi Akiva is telling us why he saw his time him dying. What does that mean? What is Tzara sign? Stinginess. Jealousy. It comes from the feeling of it's me against you. And what I want, you're competing with me. And therefore I want for me and not for you. Because you're the competition. And therefore I want to achieve and I want to achieve more than you. That was the best Medrash. Rabbi Akiva's Talmudim were all great people. But the feeling was, it was like people running a race. And each competitor wants to win. 
And therefore, on the contrary, his sense of success is when he overtakes his adversary. When he's more successful than the second one. And that's not the way a base Medrash is meant to be. On the famous member of Chazal, Amr Abel Lazar, Amr Abel Chanina, Talmidei Chachomim Marbim Shalom Ba'olam. Talmidei Chachomim increase the peace in the world. Why? The Pasuk says, V'rav Shalom Ba'noich. There's lots of peace between your children. It's talking about the Talmidei Chachomim. Lots of peace. Rav Shalom. There's a Chasm Saifa who comments on this line. It's just a few words. Enigmatic words, we need to explain them. The Chasm Saifa says, V'rav Shalom. Lots of peace. The Gematria Machlokas. Rav Shalom is the Gematria of Machlokas. Work it out, it's true. What does that mean? What does it mean that Rav Shalom is Machlokas? This is the depth of the Mishnah says that there's a Machlokas L'Shem Shemayim. In a normal machlekes, it pits us against each other. There are two sides to the argument. It's me against you. It's two friends against each other. And if that's the case, each one wants to be right. Each one wants to see him successful and the other one not. That's conflict. But a machlekes in Torah... Does it help me that there's someone else arguing with me? That there's a second opinion? Immeasurably. The whole shas, the whole literature of Rishonim and Achronim is all coming from Machlaikas. There's one way of looking at it and there's another way of looking at it. And the fact that somebody presents a question to my way forces me to think of an answer. And the fact that there's a different perspective which I have to understand and think if I agree with forces me to clarify my opinion. And if that's the case, what builds Torah is Dafka Machlokas. Machlokas in Torah. Because that defines each one's opinion more clearly. Makes each one work to find rise to prove himself right. The literature of the Talmud, of the Rishonim, of the Poiskim is only so rich because of a difference of opinion. And let's ask one of those Amaraim. Would they have preferred that no one argued with them? Would they prefer that everyone just accepted their opinion? Well, we don't have to ask because the answer is written. The Gemara says that when Rish Lakish died, Rabbi Yochanan went into depression. He said, as long as Bar Lakish, Rish Lakish was alive, everything I said, he argued with me. And now that he's died, people just accept what I say. They prove me right. It's not the same learning. And if that's the case, the understanding should be, the understanding should be, that a base medrash, yes, there's disagreements. Yes, there's even certain amounts of kinas soifrim, of competition. It's good and it's healthy. It doesn't put us on opposite teams. Exactly the opposite. The oymekira, so the depth, that puts us on the same team. It's good for my learning that you should think differently. It's good for me that there should be other people who matzliach. Just like I need my teammates to be successful for me to win, 
So in Torah as well, the fact that other people are Talmidei Chachamim are growing in learning. That's what I need for my success also. And therefore, as opposed to the worldview where I'm so single race, where we're all competing with each other, and I'm jealous, I'm stingy of other people's success, well, the best measure is meant to be a relay race. We're all working together, and everyone's success brings to the greater success of everyone else. That's what we call Rav Shalom. We're all working together. Dafka there's machlokas, differences of understanding, different ways of looking at something. That increases the shalom. That improves the Torah learning, the level of learning, the depth of learning for everyone. Rabbi Akiva saw firsthand what happens to a base medrash when there isn't for haftlerecha Rabbi Akiva saw firsthand how 24,000 Talmudim, the biggest yeshiva there ever has been, got destroyed from misunderstanding this principle in Torah. Never you could see Rabbi Akiva's words, another meaning also. This is a principle in Torah learning too. Don't think a Torah learning is the individual pursuit. No. The fact that we have to relate to other people as being on your team. As it's an occupation which we're all in together because it's too big for any one of us to do it all. It's like the business where you need all the partners to do their job. Sending the Torah. It's too big for one individual to do everything. We need each other. We need other people to be matzliach in our own right. And therefore the ability to extend the sense of self beyond oneself. And see, others' success is my success because this is part of the greater goal we're trying to reach. That's the principle in Torah too. It's a cloud in life, it's a cloud in relationships, it's a cloud in the ability of Klai Yisrael to achieve a Klai Yisrael are meant to achieve. And it's a cloud in learning Torah. Because understanding is that it's not a competition. It's a team. We're all in it together.